all politics <laughs> is local politics. So with that, we ask ourselves this. Who the fuck is blowing off all the fireworks? And when will you stop? It's illegal here. Who is this sadist who doesn't want to go to sleep? Dies in your house. Final episode of June 2020. Let's get it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. in your house every weekend subscribe on iTunes get us on SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash dies in your house every weekend 
Brand new episodes of Dies in Your House, fighting fascism, one podcast at a time. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here, and we are back with another podcast experience. It is the weekend, the final weekend in June. We are back with a brand new episode of Dies in Your House. And in case you're wondering what this madness is you've stumbled upon, well, look no further for an explanation. I'm here to give it to you. This is a vehicle I use in which I encourage voting. Because if we want to change the way things are, it starts with elected officials. And that my vote doesn't count nonsense don't fly here. This is too serious. We're inside 140 days, and we're plus 120,000 Americans dead. This is not a game. This is not like, you know, Triple H in 2001. This is not a game. It is not at all. We are slipping further and further away from democracy, and further and further into fascism. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. It's not, it's not American values, okay? And people need to understand that the problem starts at home. If you want big fundamental change, you need to be bigger than, oh, my vote doesn't count. The views and opinions expressed on my podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. And you'll notice that I always say that when I know I'm about to uh, jump into a diatribe full, full of curse words. So let me just say that. Your vote doesn't count. That's fucking bullshit. And you're a fucking uneducated baby if you think that. Okay? Example A. Exhibit A. The one example I've seen up close and personal that I can speak to you from is Staten Island. Mad Republican. Talking crazy Republican. Went for Max Rose. Democrat. Unseated Dan Donovan. Who didn't have any scandals. He wasn't like, you know, I don't know of anything him doing that was terrible. You know what I mean? So, if it could happen here, it could happen where you are. And like we said last week, we have polls that have Georgia and Texas in play. We'll talk about polls in a second. I do want to talk about polling. But all politics are local, including who the fuck is blowing off all these fireworks, yo? Like, here's the thing. You may, oh, it's happening in the bad neighborhoods. Dude. Everybody who lives there is complaining about it. How can everybody in a single community complain about something and yet you still think it's somebody in the community? Everybody, nobody in that community wants it. Wants fireworks. Fireworks trend on Twitter in New York City every night, fam. Stop blowing off the fireworks. All politics are local. Governor Cuomo shut down New York heavy. And he suggested heavy to wear a mask. And New York took to that culture. And I would never. And I, I saw 
a couple of Cuomo's last press conferences were almost like those mission accomplished George Bush president. You cannot do a mission accomplished without a vaccine. There is no there is no press conference that could do that. But basically applauding New Yorkers for what they did in lowering the rate of transmission of this disease by doing simple things like following orders, wearing a mask, and washing your hands significantly. Like, New Yorkers were like, all right, bet. They were like, you can't go to the store unless you have hand sanitizer, a mask, and stay six feet away from people. And New Yorkers were like, cool, I need cat food, so I'm out. I'll do all that. And other states where politics are also local. Remember, they're local. Remember Brett Stevens, New York Times, opinion article. Comes out in maybe beginning of April. All of America is not New York City. And they should not have to abide by New York City's rules. Bet. How you feeling now, though? Like, all the states that were badass. Florida. Ron DeSantis. He was like, yo, I'm going to ban people from New York from coming here. Look at their numbers. We don't have corona. Let the beaches open. Bam. Your numbers are trash. You and Texas are having a hold my beer contest for the amount of coronavirus cases that are popping up. And Tulsa's, Oklahoma's coming in there too because, you know, fucking Trump-a-palooza had to go into there super spreader events because why not because what's wrong with a super spreader event let's spread this disease that we know nothing about that we are not even close to a vaccine all politics are local because you have to vote because if you vote you vote for local leaders local elected officials who will implement things that are safe for you like right now it is june 25th The United States has recorded this week the most, like, record days of coronavirus outbreaks. You know what I'm saying? New York was not a part of that, even though we were the epicenter. And now all these states are talking about second wave. No, you're in your first wave. Not everybody is an epidemiologist. A governor that says it's against my liberty... To make people, it's against liberty to make people wear a mask. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Stop it. It's stupid. Follow science. Look at New York now. So here's what I need people to do from these other states. Don't be coming to New York. Do me a favor, don't be coming to New York. And fucking with my numbers because I'm trying to get back to work. We're about to enter July. I'm in a phase two. Um, job, my job is in phase two. My job can be done safely with precautions. And I'm just waiting to get a text. I don't need people from Florida trying to escape coronavirus. All politics is local if you want your police reformed. Like, that's the thing. Like... The mayor picks the police chief. So right there. 
you you vote for mayor. So like people that complain about de Blasio, did you vote? Like who did you vote for for mayor? What campaign did you get involved in for somebody to run for mayor who would place a commit a chief uh, police commissioner in place that would implement changes that you want? What would you do? When did did that happen? No, you sat back and watched the campaign happen and you complained about it. That's stupid. Sorry. It's not how this works. I'm not saying de Blasio's some fucking awesome mayor. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, for the people that complain, you know, they weren't really helping out on any, knocking on doors for anybody else running. That's all I'm saying. All politics is local. That's why you have to vote. District attorneys, surrogate judges, senators, people in the House of Representatives. So if you're somebody who believes in the mantra that your vote doesn't count, and maybe you live in a state that's definitely going to vote Democrat, California, New York are examples of that. Cool story, bro. But if you're, if you're online talking about your protest vote, and you have, like, a following on social media. You're going to encourage people in other states to protest vote also. And that's not going to help anybody but Republicans. All politics are local, from fireworks to voting. Police reform to coronavirus. It's all related. It's all local. Starts local. And it gets bigger. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone got that point across. And in the future, if we were to fix our country, and this podcast was not, you know, 100% about politics the entire episode, I do promise you that we will always keep it local. Local politics. Because that's important. Because that's stuff we need to be focused on. So, like, when you don't vote for, when you don't participate in elections, and when people get elected who you don't like, and they enact policies that you don't like, and they have judges and lawyers and district attorneys placed that you don't agree with, that's when people start to lose confidence in the rule of law. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is when fascism rises. And the treatment of Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, and Paul Manafort, and I've covered this on, you know, previous incarnations of my podcast a long time ago when I was doing 90-minute podcasts, but I realized that these things aren't, you know, it's too hard to understand. But these people committed felonies and deserve prison time of 10, 11, 12 years, and these people are either getting not, not going to prison, getting their sentences commissioned, or one of them is waiting on a pardon. And it's disgusting. And if they were black, they'd be dead. That's not an inaccurate assessment of the situation. Somebody would have got choked somewhere. He would have resisted. They would have made up some shit. To launder their racism. You wonder why people scream defund the police? You wonder why people don't trust law enforcement when they see someone like Roger Stone gonna get away with his crime 
when they see somebody like Michael Flynn who was white and pleaded guilty to his crime on two separate occasions in open court uncoerced and there's still the Department of Justice wants to dismiss the charges you think to yourself justice or just us and by us I mean old white Republican people because that's not justice if Roger Stone doesn't go to prison that's not justice the whole take care of my friends in law enforcement is closer to fascism than it is democracy it also doesn't put any you know that doesn't make me trust local law enforcement at all why would it so it does start at the top like it does start at the top when you say oh you can't blame a virus on Trump well it starts at the top you have people in place to be ready for that shit you hire you not even hire people leave the people that were in that job the pandemic response team you leave them there so they can continue their research you don't defund or disband that part of the government that was set up by Obama and Joe Biden you don't do that that's not smart that's not good business that's the business of somebody that bankrupts casinos when the house always wins you can't doesn't help people try like you wonder why you see michael flynn you see roger stone you see paul manafort walking out of jail and you wonder why people don't trust law enforcement fuck out of here with that nonsense all all politics are local and that you know includes education and that's what's going to bring me to hopefully the shortest and only time I need to address this on the podcast. The Confederacy. Confederate flags, Confederate monuments, statues to Confederate generals. I'd like to shout out somebody who I've known for years who I have not been on the same side of the political spectrum on Facebook with the past couple of years. Um, it is indeed somebody who would, you know, like, you know, me to cry liberal tears. But as far as Confederate statues goes, this person said to me, traitors should be hung, not celebrated. And that's exactly what it is. So to break it down, the Confederate flag. It is not American history. It is not history of the United States of America. The United States of America kept old glory. They kept their flag. The South seceded from the rest of the states and started their own country which was against this country, America. And somebody that is against America 
is called a traitor. And traitors should be hung, not celebrated. I'm not saying take down George Washington monuments because they own slaves. Okay? Nobody's... We're not there yet. When you're talking about monuments to, to the Confederacy, you are talking about racism. You are not talking about American history. You are talking about Confederate history. They had their own president, Jefferson Davis. Robert E. Lee, famous general for the Confederacy. That's racism. Now, there have been all sorts of, you know, different spins on the lost cause, as they call it. The Civil War. The, the South tries to put a spin on it that it wasn't about racism and it wasn't about slavery. And No, it was. Now, people confuse um, the Emancipation Proclamation coming before the Civil War. They confuse that. Whoa. The lights behind me just moved and it scared the crap out of me. It sounded like ice chips were falling. Anyhow. They had their own president. They seceded from the Union. The Emancipation Proclamation, which freed slaves throughout America was signed, I believe, a year or two into the Civil War already. I just watched that Grant documentary on History Channel. It's a fantastic documentary. You should watch it. Um, and... But the Northern States, most of them had already outlawed slavery because the Northern States was where educated people were. And when people started to learn, they realized, oh, wait, this isn't cool because these people are also human beings and they shouldn't be slaves. You know what I'm saying? So most of the northern states had already outlawed slavery. It was already done with. And then the Civil War. The North versus the South. The South makes their own president, makes their own flag, their own capital, whatever the hell. It wasn't American. It was exactly un-American. And it is not things to be celebrated. And the only reason those statues are put up is so white Southerners, they were putting them up and they were saying, these statues will remain here. To remind you that the South will rise again. The South meaning white people who own slaves. Do you know that there are parts of this country? I was just watching some documentary. Forget which one. There's like a stump where slaves used to get auctioned off. It's just on a street corner. It's a monument where slaves were sold. People, human beings were sold. So don't tell me shit about the stars and bars and its American heritage. It is the opposite of American. 
all right? They left the country. They decided to try to start their own country. And then it was clipped for that. Now, if you want to say that Lincoln was pressured into signing the Emancipation Pro Proclamation by letters from Grant, who said that, you know, freed slaves made, you know, good soldiers. That's another argument for another day. Systemic racism in our country. That's what it is. The country's built on racism. For every good, for every person that freed slaves in the past, they have their own ghosts, their own skeletons, and we have to, we have to cope with those things. But the easiest thing we can do, there's a lot of hard struggles towards getting over systemic racism in our country. An easy part is taking down the fucking monuments. That's very easy. And there's no reason we shouldn't do that. And for these monu monuments to be up to Confederate soldiers, to Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, this is at lunacy. It's lunacy. Just don't get it. So that's my lesson on the Confederacy. I know I really shouldn't have had to give it, but like, I live on Staten Island, there's a lot of white people here. And uh, there's a lot of like, backwood type people who would fly the stars and bars. You know, it's part of their heritage. No, it's not. You, the, you might as well wave a white flag. You lost that war. You left the country, lost that war, had to come back, hat in hand. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just, it's racism. It's, I like the stars and bars because it represents a time where black people were less than. That's what, that's what it is. And if you watch the news recently, you would see that black people are getting killed by police. So, like, it kind of seems like black people are less than. So, like, America hasn't changed much. Which is why black lives matter. And any retort to that with any other types of lives mattering means you have a problem with something with the word black. And that's something you have to deal with. Finally, before I get up on out of here, I just want to say one thing. Not one thing, I want to say a couple of things. So, you know, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win in 2016. I know that, you know that, we all know that. She was supposed to win. There's not, there's nothing, you know, that makes this anywhere normal. You know what I'm saying? A, 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 a very good politician. And if we're talking, I mean, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to come out of pocket here, but could I just go on record of saying that Hillary Clinton as a politician runs laps around Joe Biden? That's all I'm saying. But anyhow, because you don't get to be that hated. You know what I mean? Anyhow. 
So the polls in 2016, oh, the polls were wrong. Remember what the polls said. Remember what the polls, the polls were within the margin of error. Polling at this time in 2016 had Hillary up like it was, the spread was like 45-41 with some undecided. Or it was like 47-44. These were the numbers. She had not crossed the 50% threshold beyond April outside of a slight convention bump. So election night, when the polling had Hillary winning within the margin of error, Hillary with a 50% chance... You know what I'm saying? Or oh, oh, 51 and Trump with a 49% chance on 538.com. The day of the election. When that was it. And Trump squeaked out the win. That's what a margin of error is. Error. So yes, the polls were wrong. They weren't wrong by that much. That said, I want to say... Now, before I go into the next couple of things I'm going to say, I want, as a Democrat, to behave as if Joe Biden is down by 30 points at all times until November 3rd, 2020. I will not look at any poll and feel comfortable about it at all. But if, you know, if the worried scale of worried about democracy is constantly at a 10. I saw some polling that might put it at a 9.95. All right. So again, Joe Biden, I mean, Hillary Clinton didn't cross 50% after April besides a slight convention bump. After the convention, which, by the way, there's not going to be a convention, but I don't know what the convention bump is going to be this year with virtual conventions. That said, Biden has opened up like a 13 point national lead right now. It's 5136 or something like that. 5138. It's. It's domination. And to put it in perspective, if the election went the same way it did in 2016, the only thing that Joe Biden needs to do to to win is pick up two states. Pennsylvania and either Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina. I mean, there, there are a couple of states that are like, usually Democrats wouldn't. He only needs to do better in two more states. Let's look at the swing states right now. Well, this, this came out Thursday. This polling is from New York Times, Siena College, Wisconsin, Biden plus 11. Pennsylvania, Biden plus 11. Michigan, Biden plus 10. 
Florida, Biden plus six. Arizona, Biden plus seven. North Carolina, Biden plus nine. These are numbers that get campaign managers replaced. You know what I'm saying? Those are terrible numbers for Trump right now. So, Brad Parscale, you know, have some cardboard boxes ready. You might be looking for a job soon. Selling tickets to the Tulsa rally to K-pop teenagers. So again, we are 140 days or so out of this thing. A lot could happen. But these polling numbers are better than the Hillary Clinton polling numbers. And then there's another reason why. Trump's main thing is... He, he hates minorities and women and anybody who is not a rich white guy. Like, he hates all... Anybody who is not an old... Old-timey, you know, central cast type figure, as they say. You know, the Mexicans do this, the Muslims do this, nasty woman this, Pocahontas that. He's got all these, you know, go-to racist, sexist things. And then he looks across, and it's Joe Biden old white guy what are you gonna say what do you got those racist tropes may work to gin up your voters but the attacks aren't sticking to biden because if you would have any old white guy attacks you know one finger points one way three pointing back at you have fun walking down the ramp Dementia head. Mr. Drink Bleach. Inject lights into people's lungs. This is the guy where... This is the guy... This is the leader? Really? And you think voting's not important? If you look at that guy... And you think that guy being your leader is okay... Then you need to really, 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 really... Hit some books. You know? Read a book. That's what you gotta do. There's tons of literature out there. You know what I'm saying? You can get information outside of 4chan message boards. I know. I know it's shocking. But it's true. You can get information, you know, from things that aren't Reddit. I swear to God. It exists. They exist. Oh boy. <sighs> One more polling note. I know. The polls were wrong in 2016. Stop talking about the polls. I am still behaving as if Biden is down 30. I just want to... Like, these polls are going to get me through the next, like, 90 minutes of my life. You know what I'm saying? 
I just want to say this stuff so I can enjoy 90 minutes. Maybe take my mind off this before I figure out that this shit is all bullshit. And we're in new politics. In 1991, George H.W. Bush, that's the f George Bush Sr., the first George Bush, president from 88 to 91, the 43rd president of the United States. No, wait, the 46th? Wait, the 41st, excuse me, the 41st president of the United States. His son was the 43rd. Anyway, in 1991, George Bush Sr. had a 91% approval rating, according to Gallup. 91%. Might have been 89% now that I'm thinking about it. You know what? Just to be safe, let's go with the low number. 89% approval rating in 1991. In 1992, he loses the election to Bill Clinton. You might say, Jay, how does that happen? Well, Rodney King happened. And Rodney King got beat up on camera. And white cops were found not guilty. And after that, that sunk George Bush. So you might be saying, Jay, are you saying that the that the unrest in the streets, the protests, are you saying that these protests now might have some correlation with the LA riots and that might result in a democratic wave into Congress in 2020? No, I'm saying that if somebody could have a 89% approval rating 12 months away from an election and lose, Trump's at like 37, yo. 37%. Dies ex exclusively on 